And we're live here once again at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm asking you. That would make me terrible, Troy. And I'm Justin Beheading. Ah, excellent. <laughs> and a shout out to uh, to our the treacherous one out there. Treacherous Trista cannot be here, but she's got cool stuff going on and she will be back soon. But we uh, we always miss her here. Yep, always do. But, uh, yeah, so Slasher missed. Month here. Um, guest wise, I've been booking um, modern slashers from from modern films, but this list made us some modern ones. But we're going our favorite slashers of all time, which I assume probably won't have a lot of modern ones. But who knows? Maybe I'll be surprised. Mine are all modern. Really? No, I lied to you on that. Yeah, um, I might have one or two. All, all right. right. Well, normally we'd start with Trista, but who's going to start today with the 13? I will start with the youngest man. All right. <laughs> so uh, my number 13 is uh, one that is very near and dear to my heart that I knew I could not exclude from this list. Uh, the original 1981 Halloween 2. And I mean, this movie especially holds a special place in my heart because it's the first in the Halloween franchise uh, that I saw from beginning to end, even before the first one, I saw it on the sci-fi channel on a double feature with uh, Halloween three. And uh, yeah, so no, it's always, it's had a special place in my heart ever since it's part of the lineup for Halloween for me. I can't go on Halloween without watching the first two and maybe part four. So, you know, Halloween two, my number 13. And it um of of the first two movies, it is the most uh slasher like. Yeah, that's very true. Film really than, than the original Halloween. Um I saw we weren't supposed to say at the time. Um we um it was uh the all night um at Coolidge Corner, Coolidge after midnight. They do a twelve hour horror marathon from midnight till noon. And uh so they showed Halloween and for some reason I forget. Maybe it was Halloween too, but they weren't. They weren't legally allowed to to advertise that they also had the thirty five millimeter print of the original Halloween or vice oh, versa. No kidding. So like they were like everyone, you know, don't tell everybody <laughs> we're, we're going to show this. <laughs> I so think it was that one on the down low. I think it was Halloween too. And then they showed Halloween, which was kind of odd when you're sitting <laughs> there watching them. But it was, <laughs> it was kind of cool. It's a flashback form. Exactly. Mm. All right, so we're going to go in order of age. Yes, who may go next? Uh, my 13, I, I, I had a rough time uh, narrowing this down because also sometimes I think you can argue what's a, what is a slasher. It was a, I kind of cheated last week when we had um, uh, Jill Six on because I don't really consider her film a slasher movie, but oh. I wanted to get her on the show. But anyway, uh, my number 13 is The Fun House, which is a movie, Love that movie. that I grew up loving. One of the, uh, for some reason, they used to show it a lot on, I don't know if it was on basic cable or some channel we had, they would show this movie a lot. And so I saw it many times and uh, there's just something, but the, ma- the, the mask is very creepy. Um, I think, you know, End Zone 2 probably inspired the mask, but uh, Funhouse, I just think it's a, a fun, creepy movie. If you, you actually feel bad for the killer. Oh, yeah. And when he has like his Frankenstein monster mask over his. Yeah, it's a mask on top of a mask. mask. Yeah. 
And you see more of the unmasked guy, where sometimes it's a very quick scene uh, when when the creepy dude gets the mask ripped off, and you might see yep. him for an instant. But you you see the guy in the funhouse a little bit, and he's got a great like makeup. His his yeah. uh, his evil face it's is almost really like nice. his head like split. Yeah, That's I love Toby. me some funhouse. Not to mention Toby Hooper, you know, it can't go wrong there either. Yeah. yeah. And a great setting, you know, in a, in a fun house. <laughs> I have a cool patch. Uh, I, I need to put it on something. I have a lot of cool patches I collected, but they're currently not on anything. I think I'm going to patch up a new uh, denim jacket. Do it to it. You're like a different color, and then you can kind of differentiate between yeah, them. That's a good idea. I like it. You're number 13. My number 13, I went back and forth with three movies. And at any given time during today, they were all my number 13. The ones that didn't make it were Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Red Dragon, which were almost my 13. Hmm. But they were beaten out by a movie that I, I know gets a lot of hate from certain people, but I loved it when I saw it and I still really enjoy it. Is uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween? Oh, really? It's, yeah, my favorite uh, non—you know—original series of Halloween Halloweens. Just great kills, very brutal movie. Um, I like all the cameos in it. I really like everything about the movie. That's cool. I, yeah. I like it when people stand up for the stuff they like. If yeah. it's out of the norm. <laughs> That's good. I don't think that would make a lot of people's list, but I'm glad that you make it. It does have very brutal kills. Yeah. Yep. All right. Number 12. So my number 12 is uh, one of uh, several movies that uh, basically gave birth to the slasher genre, set the template for it. Uh, It dips into, well, sorry, not dips into, it is an Italian giallo and it's uh, Blood and Black Lace. Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace. I have to admit, I have not seen Blood and Black Lace. I'm going to write this down. You should watch it. It's amazing. It's beautiful visual horror movie. Yeah. Very colorful. The soundtrack is great. The shots are just amazing. The set pieces, all made on a very low budget. And uh, the director, Mario Baba, just gets the most out of his his sets, even down to like shooting. uh, dolly shots on just like a little uh a little radio flyer wagon <laughs> hmm. i know i need to see this it's very cool it's another one out of the box for me anyway but no I, I i like this number 12 uh my number 12 is another movie i really liked as a kid that when i was a kid this was really hard to, to find and i remember we had a bootleg uh copy of it it was just like in a brown box and I think now you can uh, you can buy it. And I even have a shirt, which I never thought as a kid this movie would ever become a shirt. But that is The Burning, which is uh, oh. very much like uh, the Friday Thirteenth films. Um, really, uh, it's it's like a dark uh, uh, slasher. Uh, I love the you know, setup of the slasher himself, and great special effects by uh, Tom Sweeney. It's The Burning. That's right, it's classic. Dig it. Yeah. The hedge, hedge clippers. That's what that was. If people wonder what the hell is doing, it was, I was looking, <laughs> it was air hedge clippers. People do air guitar. I do air hedge clippers. I like it. That could that could take off, I think. Right, right. 
Screaming, <laughs> screening in the chat. Uh, I love the burning poster. Yeah, I agree. A great poster. Yeah, that is a sweet poster. And fun fact, that was an early one for Miramax, actually, for the Weinsteins. Oh. Or maybe not so fun fact now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, the unfun in- fact. <laughs> interesting fact. Let's call it that. All right. I like that. <laughs> Good save, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number 12. It started off higher on my list, and then as I as I whittled down, it kind of went down a little bit, but it doesn't mean that I still don't love the movie. And it's uh, Manhunter, which I think is oh, just awesome. such a great movie. Like, uh, it is a great movie. Yeah. I, I, as much as I love Red Dragon, there's still something about Manhunter that, that just kind of pulls me back. Just how uh, the cast is so good and... Um, yeah, I love that movie. I in my yeah. mind, I wouldn't necessarily put it in a slasher film, but it, it makes sense that it is. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, th- um, I think like a lot of movies that that I love that didn't get a lot of love when I was younger. Uh, that's a movie that people I think are starting to um, to embrace today. Oh well. yeah, because for years, don't you know a lot of people don't even know about it. and it was. But um, like you can't say it's a better. Um, it's a better uh, version or whatever, but it's equally as good as all. But I do think it's the yeah, best agreed. version of um, of the villain. Um, not Hannibal. Of Hannibal's D. great in all of them, but uh, Dollar Hyde or yeah, Dollar Hyde. I think it's the yeah. best Dollar Hyde. Yeah, he's 100%. he's so good in that. Yep. yep. Can't go wrong with Tom Newton. And not to take yeah. anything away from Fines because I oh, thought no, he was no. great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And um, cheap. Plug. And then you got William Peterson, who like walks. He has the most dainty walk, really, of any man I've ever seen. Should have been a drag queen. He's got such a dainty walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dollar Hyde lads a lot of. Uh, you feel bad for him in the movie. A lot of sympathy and uh, cheap plug. You can w- listen to our Tom Noonan interview. Everyone yeah. warned us about interviewing Tom Noonan. They said he like he's not a nice guy. I'll hang up on you. <laughs> And the first couple minutes were pretty rough, but then uh, he seemed to like <laughs> us right away and, and did a pretty long interview. So I uh, checked that out. Screaming also says, I want Justin's evil dead bottle. Might have to pinch it. I like I like the place. Oh, yeah. Too. I like yep. his field of depth series. Yep. <laughs> if anyone Perfect. takes us in the future like they did Jaws and, and make it 3D, it, it's going to be easier now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet. That's perfect. Yep. When we remaster a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> or even hell going uh, along with slashers, Friday the 13th, part three. That has probably just unrelated note, that has some of the most depth you can see in a slash in a horror movie in 3D. I saw it in 3D years ago, and uh I was just amazed at the different layers that they had between the characters and the sets. But that's uh, that's not on my list. That's a, oh, that's... Just an unrelated note. <laughs> oh, okay. I was a little I, th- worried, I thought that was your eleven. <laughs> it's an oh, it's an omen. I, I always I do have a, I do love movies <laughs> that poke things into the camera and they do a lot of that. <laughs> my idea to make for a short film is a short film that the idea the, the like kind of the joke of the short is that it was filmed in three D, but we didn't have the money to make in three D. So everyone's just poking stuff at the camera all the time. Oh, that would be, be very awesome. funny to me and you know ten other people. But yeah, yeah, keep it a short. I think. <laughs> right, right. After you're an hour and twenty minutes into that one, it's like, <laughs> like what is jokes worn a little thin. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, so you're number eleven, Justin. 
So my actual number 11, <laughs> tangents aside, is uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. The, this was kind of one that I knew had to make the list in some way. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it is pretty low on the list and I do love this movie, but I can definitely say I don't love it as much as everything else that's higher up, but it's still a great movie. I mean, it's Robert Englund, you know, he defined the character. Yep, he's um, so great in that. Oh, yeah, it's, you got, you know, Johnny Depp's epic death scene and just, uh, you know, all around a great, uh, great movie that made Wes Craven's career. Yep. Yeah, the, um, I just recently, um, at the same place I mentioned, they did the 12 hour marathon. Um, they That's did right. a, they did a, uh, all the first seven and I started watching them all in a row and, um, watching them all in a row. It really made me think, um, a nightmare on Elm street has, if we'd ever do best kills, which would be a good 13, it has one of the oh, best yeah. kills oh. ever. The, the first kill in that where, cause it's, it's super gory and it, it's so weird and especially the first time you see it where she's getting spun all around the, the room and getting ripped apart. Like it's a, it's a really br- brutal kill. I tell you a lot of crazy kills in that, yeah. like, like the Depp one when just, you know, you got this blood, like tsunami coming yeah. out. It was odd watching the road because um, it's, it's the most brutal of all the moves of all of them. Even you think maybe they go on, the they get even worse. But uh, they get more elaborate. But they're more a lot of them are more fun and jokey. Oh, wow. And the second movie, though, I I like the second movie. Um, the kills in it are, are kind of lame. Like he just like scratches the dude's back, the coach's back, and he just dies. I'm like, oh, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> The MPAA was coming down hard on those movies. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Probably, possibly. Yeah, that's that's probably the real reason. <laughs> So uh, my number 11 is my first, maybe my only, I don't know, um, sequel on here. And that is A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Nice. Very uh, good choice. Over the years, you know, I knew everyone really loved this, but over the years, I've grown to like it even more uh, watching it again. And I think what appeals to a lot of people is uh, a lot of times in the slashers, you just watch them wanting to see the people get killed. You don't really care about most of the people in it. But Dream Warriors, you you actually they set up all all the kids as people that you're rooting for and you want to see do well. Yeah, they so flesh they, them out really well in that. Yeah, one. so when they do die, it means something, and they balance it very well uh, for a Freddy movie with your caring for the characters and also the kills are fun. So it's a good balance. It's not just I just want to see the kills, and um, and also like that they all work together, which you don't see too often in a movie. They're all it's working true. together to. Uh, to try to uh, to beat Freddy, and also uh, a lot of uh, stuff about mental health uh, before, like that was something really talked about. So, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Wars, really, really well thought out movie. A lot of cool kills. So it's number eleven, maybe even higher if I think about. It. I don't know. Maybe I gotta go back and rewatch it. I haven't seen that one in a number of years. Same, same. Yeah. The only thing is that the the main doctor guy. He seems like like uh he's like the budget Bill Maher. Was, oh I no! It. I just I just think did they try to cast Bill Maher? He very he reminds me very much of Bill Maher. Bill Maher's kind of budget himself. So yeah, it's that's not, not like good. a great yeah. Comment, but yeah, <laughs> but besides that, I really like. Him. So now number eleven, and then we'll get to the top ten. All right, my Ooh. number eleven took me a while. But this is a movie that when I first saw it at the drive-in, 
I was probably 12, 13 years old. And it, the main character in it just blew my mind. It was just something so weird and creepy about the guy. And, uh, you had told me earlier this was about the movie and not about the slashers themselves, but this one may be more about the slasher than the movie. Cause when I rewatched it, I don't think it's a great movie, but uh, Nicholas Worth is fantastic in it. And it's don't An answer the phone from 1980. Oh, interesting. And like, if you go back and watch the movie, just check him out. He's just so awesome in the flick. And most of the other things I've seen him in, he's just kind of a throwaway guy, but he's he's just so fabulous in this movie. This is a movie I, I like I, I saw, but I don't have a lot of memory of. It's been many, many years, so that's something I would like to go back to. Yeah, it's it's a pretty brutal one. Like he's he's an old uh like Vietnam War vet and he like he's got some issues. And uh, and just a real multi-layered performance by him. This is off topic, but in the chat, um, screening says on the 3D thing. Did any of you see uh, Piranha 3D and 3D? Yes, I'm, I did am. A, I am a big fan of of the huge of the, fan. Yeah, Especially, they they lose a lot if you watch them on TV and not in 3D, but uh, in 3D. They're very over the top, not necessarily a, a good movie, yeah. but they're very enjoyable. Yeah, definitely worth watching. When you see, like, you know, uh, bitten off penis in 3D, <laughs> there's right. something to be said for it, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's a good motto. It should be yeah. on the poster. <laughs> That's... Now we're into the top 10. <laughs> um, well, speaking of. Uh... <laughs> that was the segue for this one. <laughs> My number ten is uh, Sleepaway Camp. Nice. <laughs> That's a pretty yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it incidentally works itself out. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. This was. Uh, I have a special story with this one because this was a movie that I first saw. Uh, I mean, I saw it in the last decade, uh, but. Mm, it was through Shout Factory, through their, um, what is it, Shout Factory TV, where they had a brief thing where they basically took a few horror films that they owned or licensed and uploaded the uh, VHS rips of those movies online. And they did it classic VHS style. They start with the blue screen, with the playhead and everything, the tracking. Nice. And that was how I first saw Sleepaway Camp was through uh, that, and it was a pretty neat experience. Oh, and not to mention that it plays through a graphic uh, on a CRT TV. Uh, so that was a pretty fun way to see it. And then I showed it to a buddy of mine years later. I rewatched it when I was working on my own slasher film, I Laugh on the Outside. So, you know, I really enjoy this movie, especially the uh, very over-the-top and weird characters and some of the bizarre yeah. lines of dialogue. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great one. I love yeah. that. That's on my honorable mention list. It almost yeah, made my I list. Mean, it's still one of the best endings. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And it's a good movie besides, you know. Yeah. Felicia Rose. Yeah, yep. she's awesome. Yeah, she's fabulous in it. 
the most recent sequels actually is actually a good movie too. I think it's called Return to uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh, surprisingly good. It's like the fourth one in the series, and you, you know. Yeah, I've seen the second and the third, but I've never seen that one. Yeah, that's good. All right, number ten for me, and I'm just gonna. I was gonna make up, try to make up a lie here, but I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm totally cheating for my number ten because I put, I make I made it a tie. And so it's Friday the 13th, part four and part two. Oh, it's my two favorite Friday the 13th films. I think part two, maybe it's blasphemy, but and it's all I realize it is not necessarily original, the sack over the face, but the with the one, (laughs) but I do think it's creepier. I do like it. It's true. I also think that it's the creepiest thing in all the Friday 13th films is uh, his shrine to his dead mom. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. With, with her um, her sweater, her severed head. Yep. I also people who argue and tell me that uh, that Jason's always undead. I say, well, an undead guy doesn't build a shrine, so, uh, so I think he's alive at this point. But uh, or grow to like thirty or forty years. Exactly. He couldn't <laughs> die as a little kid, and then he then all of a sudden his zombie is a man. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But but nonetheless, uh, so I love part two, and I think part four is really the best uh, Friday Thirteenth film as a film. I think it's a really good movie, and I've always liked that the all of them to a certain extent tell a long story. But I like that the first four you can watch. From one to two, you might take a little bit of a leap of like. You know how now he's grown, but I don't think necessary. It's just like the, it was a legend that he died, but he really didn't. So, but you can watch the first four in a row. They always start where the previous one ended, and I like that about them. And so I like all of them really as one long movie. But uh, two and four for me are my favorite, and I think four is actually the, the best of all the the whole series. And when you think about it, you're not the only one that considers him the best because Michael Bay thought so when he remade Friday the Thirteenth and basically combined the first one oh, yeah. in one movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like the first, like almost three uh, three movies are about the first five minutes, no. <laughs> or at least till he gets a man. That's true. They cram them in there. They're like, all right. <laughs> like everybody knows the story going in. Forget that. Yeah, I got to diss They said, Sack Jason, Neil, I'm so disappointed. I stand by Sack Oh, I love, uh, just think about wearing like a burlap sack. No, yeah, it's cool. I like it. I know they did it. uh, Be an uncomfortable mask, too. Yes. You know, just running around with a burlap sack on your head. Yeah, and just the one eye's poking out. Uh, Creepy about that. That's not good. All right, my number 10. Um is a remake, which is Ooh. odd, too. Actually, there's two remakes on my list. So. And it's uh, Maniac from 2012 with Elijah Wood, which I, had a I just think is a fabulous movie. Yeah, that's on my honorable mentions, the remake, because yeah, I, I think that. it's one of the best remakes. I just think, like, he, he does such a, you know, different interpretation and, like, you know, you got this kind of sweet, lovable, innocent-looking guy who's all fucked up and, yeah. you know, makes him real spooky. And I, think I, think, I think Elijah's just always so good and stuff. Yeah, I really like Elijah Wood. Anytime he's in something, even if I don't like it, I know it's going to be interesting because he only takes, like, interesting roles, I think. Yeah. And I always uh, respect 
that he is like an A-list actor. He's in, you know, these big movies. But I th- assume he really likes a lot of these weird movies because that's what he does a lot of, and he produces stuff like The Greasy Strangler. And I like that. Mandy and, as well. Uh, was that? Oh, yeah. He produced Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but about Maniac, when, that, when I first heard that he was going to play it, I was like, oh, this is going to be really bad. But what they they did is what you should do, I think, in my opinion, when you remake something, make it you got to do something different. Otherwise, you're just yeah. like just reenacting what was already made. And and they took that in mind that Elijah Wood obviously looks completely different than uh, the original. Just yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you wouldn't see those two guys together. and getting confused. So, you know, they had to <laughs> write the character for for that role. And they did something interesting too, where it's all shot in in point of view. And they do, there is yeah, like one of my favorite scenes. Well, probably my favorite scene that is when they recreate the original Maniac poster, which I think is the greatest horror poster. It's a it's a reflection of Elijah Wood, and he's got the head on his side, and you just see him from the the bulge and everything. And so. <laughs> it's great. Yep. Very good choice. Very good choice. All right, number nine. Number nine. So my number nine is, uh, interestingly enough, the original Maniac. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, you can't, for me, I still haven't seen the remake. I do need to see it at some point. Oh, I've heard I think it like, Sorry if I spoiled anything for you here. Oh, no, it's oh, all good. Okay. I've I've heard different things about it, so it's I know a lot <laughs> before going into it, unfortunately. But no, the original, I just, I love the Tom Sabini effects, especially mm. the head explosion. Yeah, and the, that was uh, so good epic finale you know i just i love the character study behind it i love caroline monroe in it you know it's probably the oddest couple you can see but i mean (laughs) they kind they for the most part make it work in this movie and i mean one other interesting thing uh, if i may show this off uh there is a company ibon press that does adaptations of cult horror movies and so in comic book form so one of the ones they did in a three book series was me. Yeah, that's awesome. Very that nice. Even the original poster one. Yeah, that's the best. And uh, the second issue even uh, incorporates Lucio Fulci's The New York Ripper. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh. Which they've uh, adapted into a comic book as well. And they made their own uh, comic book sequel to their Maniac book. So, you know, it's a comic book uh, company that I recommend, Ivan Press. Yeah, unofficial zone. Unofficial plug. They did the zombie one too, I think. Right? Oh, that's the same company. Oh, okay, great. It is. They also did uh, all three of the uh, Gates of Hell trilogy Mm -hmm. uh, movies. So, you know, they do some great work, and Maniac is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it may be higher on on my list here. Could be on mine as well. Yeah, I went to. uh, I speak of driving. The first time I saw that was in the driving with my older brother here and her mom and. Yeah, then the end, like you said, it's just so weird and oh, it's crazy. Like a whole other movie, you don't know. Maybe it's in his mind. Maybe they're <laughs> dead. What the hell's going on here? But yeah, I love it. And Spinell screaming is just so great. At the oh end yeah, because it, like. it's it's a legit like not that these people aren't good actors, but it's a really like good actor playing this really creepy, dirty role. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> as sleazy as it gets, right exactly. there. So uh, my number nine for me is my first modern film, maybe my only one on here. And uh, I think it's the best modern slasher film, and that is Terrifier. I think um, Terrifier to me is an I made 80s. my number nine as well. 
is an 80s, <laughs> an 80s slasher film made in modern day if they didn't so have if they didn't have to worry about censors in the 80s so yep. you know, they can they show stuff uh full on some really notch special effects too like yeah in that um, yeah of course there are noses woman getting cut sawed in half <laughs> Uh, some of my friends are, are not into Terrifier. I understand that it's not a movie for everybody, but I really like it. I miss Terrifier 2 that premiered at Fright Fest because it's hard to see everything that's playing. But it, it is cool. Terrifier 2 getting a theatrical release. It's, uh, I think, a Fathom Events. I may be no. wrong about the Fathom Events, but it's no, no, it's AMC. AMC Thrills and Chills. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, okay. so it's not. It's uh, playing, I think, just a few days. But so check uh, when that's playing. It's early October, and yep. I still need to see Terrifier, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it too. Like Art the Clown, one of one of the best like yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. Trista likes it too. So you'll probably like it. It's very yeah. bloody. Yeah, it's Not way over the top bloody. No, no real message of any kind. <laughs> no, <laughs> just that Art the Clown's not a nice guy. Right, right. That's that's what we learn in this movie. Yeah. All right, you're number nine, Troy. Terrifier. That oh, was uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my number nine as well. Very good. All right, now we get into the top eight. <laughs> the great eight. The hateful eight. Oh, all right. That could be true. Uh, so my number eight is uh, the Spanish horror film Pieces. Oh, I, I love that movie. That's yeah. on my uh, honorable mention. I'm a big fan too. It it's so much fun. It's just like the just the fact the way it opens with the little kid axing his mom <laughs> to death in the head is just beautiful. Like I knew I was going to love the movie when I saw that, and I mean the kills from there are just phenomenal you know and you got the twist at the end is also great and it's just completely insane <laughs> oh yeah i love the reveal though in that one it's it's really really fun oh yeah yeah, yeah that no, was, uh, i love watching you know the joe bob joe bob hosting pieces and <laughs> i don't that. think i've seen that one i'll have to check that one out and then the um Someone had sent me the uh, like the box that they put out. I'm not sure if it was Arrow or I forget who it was. One of the groups put it out, and it came with a, a little puzzle piece, which was cool. Oh, that's probably Grindhouse releasing. Oh, okay. I have. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a great choice. So, like I said, I had it around my. I had it in my big list, and I was narrowing it down. What do I put? But it's it's a really uh, cool movie. Very fun. Oh yeah. All right. my number eight um i couldn't even include uh, i mentioned to the remake but uh number eight is the or not even a, i guess it's not a remake the new one it's a sequel but uh my number eight is original candy man nice. nice uh i do think it has some flaws in it but i think it's uh the atmosphere is great mm -hmm. tony todd's amazing in it um I listened to the story for the first time recently, the audiobook, and I I do actually think the uh, movie version is better than the audiobook. I don't want to, any Clive Barker fans to attack me, but it's a very short story and there's not a lot to it, and so they really you know expanded in, into its own um, its own world, and uh, a lot of you know rich backstory to to Candyman in this. So it's a great movie, and uh, the newest one I think is, is awesome as well. Yeah, the the new one uh, made my honorable mention. 
Very good. That was number eight. Yeah. Yes, My number eight has been mentioned. It is Funhouse. Oh, nice. I don't I'm really have too much more somewhere. to add to it. I just, I'll always remember that when we, uh, when we saw it at the drive-in and our friend Mark, he, uh, he named that character awesomely gruesome, the, uh, <laughs> the monster guy. And I want to say he's Gunther, but I don't think that's right. I, he might be. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Yeah, I'm going to cheat and look this up. I don't think he is, but I remember uh, I tried to get the actor on a few years ago. I couldn't, I couldn't find him, I don't think. But and Is it his brother or his dad that's kind of his keeper? I think, it it's, his dad? His, I think it's his dad. Yeah, maybe. The fun house. All right. Let's see here. Trying to find if I can find his name. See, there just uh, 10 seconds, guys. I oh, he just knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah no problem. It, on here, it just says the monster, so I actually don't even. Oh, have, okay. Uh, he doesn't have know. a name. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. Maybe they didn't give him, like, maybe even when uh, his brother or father is talking to him, he just says, you know, maybe your... he is his brother or father. That might make sense. It could be. Maybe yeah. that's what happened to the poor guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, he was also in uh, Scarface, the, the guy who played him. Interest. Oh, no kidding. All right. We've got, uh, we've got a there, without your head wouldn't be without your head without without a kitty appearance. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. From I figured one of the kittens would come down and see me, but they haven't. Yeah, I could hear her just ever so faintly through my <laughs> headphones. I'm like, I'm, my kitty senses are tingling. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad she's here. Or he, or she is too. <laughs> she looks very content. All right, Troy. Did you? Oh, yeah. Eight was your yep. one. Well, Justin's number, number seven. seven. Lucky number seven. Uh, takes all kinds of critters to make farmer distance fritters. Motel hell, as hell pictured yeah. in uh, Neil's background. Yeah, no, yes. I. This was uh, this is uh, done by Annabelle Lecter. She gave that to me for birth, my birthday one year. Oh, nice. I love that. I yeah, know. I, I don't want to drop everything. But, you know, this is a movie I first saw it, uh, one year on Halloween night, just uh, found it on Amazon Prime, and I uh, decided it was time to finally check it out. And, you yeah, know, I had a blast with it. I loved it. It's I, I absolutely movie. love it, too. And for some reason, I didn't even think of it for uh, for Slasher Night. Or else it would be on my on my list. So I'm glad oh. that you brought it up because I love Motel Hill. Yep, it's one of it's not the, the um it's got glare so you can see. But Creep Show is the first movie my mom bought me on VHS. But the first movie I wanted rented when we, when we first got a VCR and we used to have to go to Hyannis to to rent movies at Curtis Mathis, and I wanted Motel Hell because. I saw the picture in Troy's Monster Magazine. I was like, I want to see this movie. with a pig. I thought he was a pig man. I didn't realize it was a pig man. <laughs> that would have been even cooler. I think. That would be great. <laughs> and I was like, I, I got to see this movie. Yep. I remember seeing a, a still image of it in a, it's the documentary. Oh, The Shocking <laughs> Truth, the making of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. Where they talk about all the movies that came in Texas Chainsaw Massacre's wake. And when I saw that picture, they talked about all the parodies and stuff. It made me at the time not so interested in it because I was thinking, oh, it's just a cheap parody. Right. And then, you know, but I heard the reputation it had over the years. And finally, I just 
buckled down and checked it out and did not regret it one one bit. Oh yeah, yeah, and some weird stuff like with the with the people uh, buried up to their necks and oh yeah, oh yeah. Just, I'll always remember that sound they were making. Yeah, out there. So this one? is yeah. the, uh, the, this is an up close of the uh, of the art that's up here behind me. Oh, very oh, nice. nice. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. All right. So what was that? That was number seven. Seven. Number seven. My number seven. I'm pretty sure would have been number one on Trista's list because she's brought this up many times. Child's Play. Uh, it's my number seven as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I, love, uh, I always had a thing That's about creepy. evil <laughs> dolls and moving dolls and toys always uh, kind of freaked me out. I think because I had a lot of toys as a kid and like you look at their eyes are they watching me. But uh, so Child's Play, just uh, it's fun. Uh, great performance by Brad Dorf, even if it's mostly, you know, a voice. Uh, the doll his voice cool. is so iconic in that. Oh, yeah. you no, know, just so great. Great practical effects. Just a, it's just a good movie. Child's yep. movie. I it agree. Is, that was my parents' uh, first movie that they went to see. Uh, oh, really? No yeah. kidding. Yeah, it was their first date. Oh, very cool. Nice. That's very fitting, I think. That, yeah. That yep. The beheadings uh, they, met, <laughs> they met over Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your seven, Troy, is uh, yeah. Awesome. That's that's so perfect. I don't really have anything to add. It was just, you know, just everybody's really good in the movie and Dorf's gang in it. But, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, who's um, the detective in it? Oh, is it? Oh, a Fright Night. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Sarandon. Sarandon, yep, yep. And he's, he's really good in it, too. Mm-hmm. Parker Peters in the chat. Do you know the Spanish movie Quien Pueda? Matar a un niño. Oh, who could kill a child? Yeah, oh. yeah. that movie's great. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. He says it's uh, similar to Children of the Corn. Mm. He, but it was made before. All right, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's a pretty I'll, brutal movie, but it's great. Check this out. That's a good, uh, good suggestion. Thank you. I've not heard of it. All right, the top six. Top six. The six, six, six here. That's it. So, <laughs> so my number six is one uh, we talked about two years ago. I can't believe it's already been that long. Uh, when I first when I did my first list with you guys for Christmas, and it's uh, two years Silent- ago. I can't believe that either. I, <laughs> I know, right? Time time flew. Yep. Yeah. Or time froze in the case of the pandemic. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's Sound Night Deadly Night. Wise choice because it's also yeah. number six on, on my list. Oh, <laughs> now we're syncing up again. I know. Yeah. Can't be outdone. You, you know, we all have to have that. It happened uh, last time with Malignant, I believe, with you and I at number five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night's so, a uh, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, another great poster. If we ever did a poster, it's probably up there for me with Maniac. Um, you know, the, the, I just have a thing for uh, Christmas horror movies. I think uh, I enjoy so almost I. all, even the bad ones. But I think Silent Night, Deadly Night's a genuinely good movie. Great kills, a great character. They have a good backstory. Why he's doing what he's doing, yep. and uh, you got a kind of a, a mean nun 
which no. is always good in movies. The That's 80s. always a plus. Yeah, it's also got a great eighties montage too. Oh yeah, <laughs> not enough uh, montages anymore. Yeah, but I just love when he does when he Billy straightens the book on the shelf and then cuts the close up of his manager just nodding in approval. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, great, great movie. movie. Yep. My six is also Silent Night, Deadly Night. Be where Troy's is too. It, it made my list, but oh. well, my honorable mention list, but uh, my oh. number six so has already been mentioned. That would have been a great thing, though. Yeah. I can lie and say that <laughs> no, no. I don't have the Joe Spinell uh, maniac on mine, but I have the 1980 maniac. At number oh, six. very good. So you're nice. double maniac on the list. Very yeah. Um, yeah. So that one did that one make everybody's list, I believe. Yeah, I haven't even mentioned because it's. Like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Then forget I said that. <laughs> number <Surprise>. five. <laughs> oh, let's see. So my number five. Uh, surprisingly enough, it can be debated whether or not it is a true slasher movie just because it came out before the slasher movie was even really defined. Uh, came out before halloween and all those but i consider it because it does have an, just enough of a body count to count uh it's the original texas chainsaw massacre hmm. it's also on my list i i consider it a slasher even though like you said maybe not a lot of kills but uh yeah i have it on my list let's say what you want to say about it it's definitely a low amount of chainsaw kills but i mean it's it was made in the days when they would put out a very extreme and crazy title to get ticket sales in, you know, especially at the drive-ins. And so, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it worked. It led to a, you know, an iconic movie. So, yeah. And they get up, they get a lot out of all the kills. And uh, oh, yeah. I think the scariest part is not even the kill. It's uh, Marilyn Bur Burns performance. Oh, in really that last half. Yeah. yeah. She really yeah. sells, you know, everything that's going on and, uh like kind of the descendant to madness and 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 there's just something about the movie that's so uh dirty and grimy and it looks like maybe you know something some like something somebody found and you shouldn't be watching and <laughs> yeah. i bring this up a lot but i see i saw it the same theater once in a in a bad 35 millimeter print and then the same theater i saw it again later a uh, a restored version and the bad 35 millimeter print made the movie way better. It, it's not oh, a movie that looks yeah. better restored. I agree because I've seen it twice on film. Uh, once at both at theaters in LA, the uh, Aero Theater in Santa Monica, my first time seeing it in theaters, and it was a slightly blue tinted print, very slight, very beat up. And uh, then I saw it again at the New Bev on a double feature with a movie that I, it was my first time seeing and I didn't, did not love it, Eden Alive. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I have to say. Yeah, I know a lot of screaming in the movie. <laughs> yep. But Although I do like I, Robert England. So. He's good in it. Yeah. yeah. But I will say uh, it was fascinating to see the much better uh, condition print of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then the even the live print being very all over the place between pristine colors to <laughs> the next shot would be flat out red, and then one whole <laughs> reel would be red. It was. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is this? Uh, Parker Peters. Does Craig Mabbitt appear well in some scenes of the retaliators? 
He's the vocalist. Oh, by the way, uh, he's in reference. I just interviewed uh, the lead of the Retaliators, which uh, came out yesterday, had a theatrical release, which was very cool. <laughs> and so it's got a lot of um, cameos of um, of heavy metal artists, but most of them are just small cameos, so they're not in very much. But but uh, a lot of the soundtrack is all, is all uh, band, uh, heavy metal bands. So uh, that's really for, cool movie. That's freaking awesome. Show. So let's see. Nine. Well, my number five was Troy's number six, Maniac. Oh, very good. You have anything to add? I uh, just it's great. And um, oh God, who's the the director of Maniac? Oh, uh, William Lustig. Lustig. There we go. And so um, they do a thing at uh, Coolidge after midnight. It's kind of like their Hall of Fame, and so they induct uh, midnight movie Hall. Of Fame. So the first year I went. They uh they inducted Lloyd Kaufman. The second year they did um uh just call me Billy. Everyone does from Creep Show. Uh, oh yeah, Adrian Barbo. Adrian Barbo, yeah. and then uh, the third year was William Lustig, and then the Saturday is actually um Fabio Fritzi. So it's very exciting. Oh, Ooh. nice. So, that's, be- that's good company. That's yeah, that's that's a great like Hall of Fame right there. So Lustig, when he was there and he was talking about the movie and um, he was saying that, um, that, that the star there, he, he kept the, his severed head cause he loved the movie so much and he kept it on top of like his mantle till the day he died. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. And he always tried to make another one. And I think they, there's like sort of a part to it, but he never got it off the ground, but he really loved maniac loose mill and always wanted to do another one. And I mean, he's in big, he's in Rocky and Godfather oh, yeah. stuff. So, but Maniac Hill held a special place for him. Oh, he was even shooting Nighthawks during Maniac, I think. No, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. He's a tragic guy, too. Like, just the way he died, just he cut himself in the shower and yeah. bled out, you know? And it, he didn't think it was that bad of like an injury. And it's like, wow, that's horrible. Yeah. And suppose there's some bad stuff with Rocky because, like, he helped fund the movie and like um supposedly uh um Stallone Stallone like screwed him over or something and stopped talking to him and like that always like hurt hurt his feelings. I don't That's know. I don't know that thing story, to do but, if he yeah. did. Yeah. All right. My number five has been mentioned as well, and it's Motel Hell. Oh, excellent. Because it takes all kinds of critters, as we yeah. mentioned. <laughs> the top four. So my number four is another one that was also already mentioned, uh, The Burning. Oh, nice. Huge fan. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great movie. I mean, the design of the killer is just fantastic. The kill on the raft is also great. And it is a uh, sweet one. You got a great first performance from uh, Jason Alexander, who supposedly was running on that set. So, you know, it's, it's a fantastic movie. I agree. It's a, it is a fantastic film here. Um, uh, it was too hot to wear this shirt, but just real quick, I have a, I was very happy when they put this out, the, the burning uh, long sleeve shirt. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yep. That's a great one. That's by that Paul Bearer awesome. Press. And they used that for a while on their website. So I was like a t-shirt model for nice. Uh, <laughs> 
Number my number four. I see it. I see the figure here right next to Justin. Always been one of my favorites. And again, I think people are starting to give it more love. And that is my bloody Valentine. Oh yeah. Another movie that they showed all the time on, I don't think it was channel 38 where we are, either channel 38 or 56, which uh, funny enough, uh, reading a lot of King uh, novels lately, listening to audiobooks, he mentions channel 56 a lot. That he does. You're right. You're yeah, right. It's always cool. There's a lot of, and a lot of the local places. ads too. Yeah. You know, like, uh, the 1-800-54-GIANT. And so my bloody Valentine, a uh, great looking killer. The, the gas mass is creepy. Yep. My, one of my favorite th- theme songs for any horror movie is, is the, uh, is the end. That's like this kind of folk song and it tells the story. I think that's just absolutely tremendous. Uh, great kills, especially if you can get, if you see the, uh, the uncut version um, where, the, where they show a little bit more of the kills and all the kills are very creepy. And something I always liked about it is everyone in it is very uh, normal looking. There's not like any super, they're not like supermodel looking people like in, in, yep. in some slashers. Very grungy. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Very, very realistic and a great setting using the real mind is uh, yep. it's awesome. So, yeah, I, love I think it. that one's the most underrated uh, slasher movie. I think so too. It's 100%. just such a good flick. Yeah. Because all the other ones like, that are good. I think, you know, they got all these sequels and people talked about them, but some of them that aren't even that good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to, the, the, I'm very bad with names tonight. My bloody Valentine director, George Mahaka, George Mahaka. Oh, yeah. So I always remember we had him on the show. This was early in the early days. (laughs) And, um, we had him on the show for same for say, uh, not St. Patrick's day for uh, Valentine's day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and i asked him what he thought about the it had just come out the movie hadn't come out but it was in the news it was like a bloody disgusting one of these sites uh just posted that they were going to make a remake and we broke the news to him he had no idea yeah. that they were making his own movie <laughs> and, oh my god that's <laughs> yeah and he was going home in canada through like three feet of snow yeah. falling yeah. And we were like, yeah, I guess we can't bitch about the, you know, four inches of snow we had. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, it's all perspective, you know, like, yeah, you're right. I got to say, in regards to the uncut version, uh, if you don't have it, I recommend getting the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray of that. Because oh. if you've only had the uh, Lionsgate Blu-ray or DVD which all the footage is, of course, faded colors and everything and beat up. They come from a beat up film print. Uh, the Scream Factory Blu-ray and DVD actually does an immaculate job with, with the remaster. Like they actually oh, okay. restored the colors and uh, did all this work to remove as much of the damage as possible so that it matches with the rest of the film where all the theatrical footage was, of course, remastered, you know, several times over. Right. But but yeah, it's. I saw it for the first time two years ago on Blu-ray and I was blown away when I saw the footage. I'm like, wait, was that the same shot from the copy I watched last year? Yeah. What? Wow. I may have to look into that. Yeah. I think the one that I saw, maybe it was from the other one because you could definitely tell the difference. And I mentioned this to Justin, I think before we went live is um, this company stopped the killer. Um, so the first one they did was Silent Night, Deadly Night, 
And I think, I don't think it's, you had to like kind of pre-order it on their Kickstarter. And I think it comes out this Christmas. And then this one, I, you, I don't know if you still can donate, but you could just recently, and then it'll come out in February. I love how it's like Clue. It has the little metal um, pieces there. That's great. I love that Killzone 4 is my birthday. Oh, really? (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it looks very fun, and they're made like old school board games, so you know, it's an 80s horror movie and an 80s board game. How can you go wrong? Yeah, that's sweet. That is pretty awesome. And I think that same company, they I think it's a novelization of, of my buddy Valentine. They they're putting oh. that up too. Weird. All right. So uh you're number four, Troy. Uh my number four has not been mentioned yet. And uh it's just such a great movie. Watch it over and over and over again. Silence of the Lambs. Just I yeah, love that movie. Great movie. <laughs> Yeah, you can, that's cool. You've got uh, two versions of Maniac and uh, two different versions of the Hannibal character. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you know, the 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 first and the second one. Yeah, you know, the... for some reason, for in my mind, I don't consider those slashers. But no, nope, that's not to. And, See, uh, I, I had my own weird, like, sort of rules well, that's where was like, a uh, slasher's yeah. got to be a single person. Yeah, no, that's I, why I didn't include any of like the, you know, the hillbilly cannibals or anything like. Weird. I was like, for me, a slasher's got to be a single slasher, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. I also saw when I was looking up this, and, and something said that a slasher has to be a human. It can't be like oh, supernatural. Okay. Oh, then so then child's play like, wouldn't have worked. Yeah, you would, yeah. But it was weird because then they also had child's play in A Night of Living Dead. I mean, uh, not Living Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street on the list. And I was like, well, I think you just broke your own rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was number four. Number three. So my number, my number three is my favorite part of the thirteenth movie of all time, and it's the final chapter. Oh, excellent! I agree, it's the best. Incidentally, that was also the first one I uh, ever saw. I saw it back in two thousand two. They were doing a broadcast on back before it became Spike TV. It was a uh, TNN, oh, yeah, uh, which was at the time they were calling it the new TNN. Because I guess they were specifically starting to show, broaden their horizons on what content they were going to show. And they had a Friday the 13th marathon. And so I watched Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th final chapter that way. And uh, yeah, no, it's been my favorite ever since. I mean, especially the kills are great. Like the girl with the banana getting stabbed through the throat and the <laughs> Crispin Glover's dance scene. And, oh, oh, also the corkscrew. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, and you also got Tom Savini coming back for what he thought would be the final Friday the 13th movie. And so did Paramount Pictures until they saw how much money it made. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's a yeah a great movie. Friday the 13th part four. I love it. Very good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the last movies we saw at the drive in because I think not long after that, they closed the drive ins here. Yeah, I think they did. I think that that could have been the last one we saw there. Oh, yeah, it's right around I, that I time. I remember seeing it and I was, you know, not old, but I was older than a lot of the other stuff. And, but I always remember every Friday 13th on Channel 30 or whatever, they would always show the first like three Friday the 13th movies and then eventually like the first four, you know, yep. they would show them all in a row. 
Uh, let's see. My number three, I believe, has been mentioned. A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Nice. I think it's a it's a great film. A uh, great character. I'm uh, a different character than a lot of the other slashers, you know, because he's he actually talks. Um, just uh, yeah, we talked a lot about it. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Can't go wrong. Your number three. My number three has also been mentioned, uh, and it's my bloody Valentine. Oh, very good. I really have nothing else to add to it. I just love the movie. Very good. That's one of those movies I don't think I'd change anything about. I agree. It's real. It's just, yeah, just one of those, like, I love it beginning to end. The number two. So my number two is John Carpenter's Halloween. It's it had to make the list. It it could not. Uh, well, not. I mean, I loved it ever since I first saw it. I again, just like the second one, it's a staple. Oh, nice. <laughs> also, my number it, two. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I love the soundtrack, the cinematography. I uh, before COVID for three years straight, it was a tradition to go see it at the Frida Cinema uh, on Halloween night or earlier if I was able to. And, uh, you know, oh, and also it's a movie that I always tend to make it a tradition to go visit the Myers house because oh, nice. it's nice. in Pasadena, California. So it's about an hour away from me. And I always I go there and I also go find um, which coincidentally is right across the street from uh, right next to the old hardware store that Michael Myers breaks into. Oh. Uh, the house got moved onto a major street and that hardware store is now an Indian restaurant. Oh, really? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I definitely eat there then. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, behind the house is also a little museum that always has like little tributes to uh, the Halloween franchise, and they especially bust out an exhibit called a Return to Haddonfield every year. Oh, sweet! So they deck out the backyard and everything, and right around there is also, of course, the other houses from the movie, especially the Laurie Strode house. Oh, I, yeah! Oh. If I was there, I'd definitely take advantage of that. I recommend it. So even without necessarily showing a lot, you know, up until that point, that just puts yep. you in mind, holy shit, this guy's just how it. how terrified he is just really tells a story because he's like, no, no, you can't reason with Michael. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah, without that, fucking, yeah. he wants nothing to do with that, dude. And there's very little blood in the movie, actually. And uh, yep. but you don't think that you think of a very bloody movie. But yeah. Halloween. Oh, yeah. So what's your number two? Oh, my number two is Halloween. Gandalf's around somewhere, but he <laughs> he doesn't want to be on. Right. Number one time. Let's number see. One. So I wonder if you guys can guess based on uh, mm. what's in the room what number one could be. Mm. Could have been my number three, I believe. It might possibly be. It is indeed my bloody Valentine. Oh, awesome! Awesome. <laughs> Such a I'm, tremendous movie. Yeah, I'm glad all. I oh, thought yes. I, I thought I'd have it the highest before, but <laughs> I have actually the lowest. That's a, that's one I've been uh, happy to introduce people to uh, whenever I have an opportunity. Uh, usually, of course, around Valentine's Day, it's a month. Warden at a at a convention. He gave me his number to set the interview, and I don't know what I did. With him. Oh no! Yeah. Peter Cowper is his name. Plays the minor, but yeah, uh, but um. Uh, Paul Kelman, 
Uh, the, the the lead of my bloody Valentine passed away last year. It's very sad. I remember that great yeah. guest and a really nice oh, guy. Such a sweet guy. Yeah. Yep. Actually, like I, I know we haven't had a ton of people from the movie, but everybody we've had from my bloody Valentine has been super super nice. Yeah. All right. Before we get to my number one, we got a question here from Parker. He wants to know what's it like working with Trista Robinson. She looks so adorable. She looks like uh, Hillary Swank. That's the first time If you don't oh. know Parker, she's normally uh you know one of the main uh, hosts here with us. Uh, but she's on she's making some stuff at the moment. But uh, well, we are, we're all big fans of Trista here. Oh yeah, Trista's the best. Yeah, fan of her work and as a person. Yep, yep. Always happy to work with her whenever I do. Agreed. Those two people, we don't have to separate the art and the artist. Or her go, and yeah. Justin. Exactly. <laughs> and Neil, even. Because, no, you know. That, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're a dirty, rotten bastard in real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number one. And Troy is a wonderful man as well. I like <laughs> the trade here on the beard. All right. Yeah. It, it keeps twisting to strange ways, though. Yeah. By the way, tomorrow I'm going, I've got my ticket. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to. This, I got the one o'clock show tomorrow in Boston uh, for Pearl, so I'm looking forward. Oh, to nice! Uh, see, and they've already announced that they're doing a third one. I, I like this idea that 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 it's a, a slasher film and it's bouncing around all different eras. I have I have a little bit. I know I think it takes away from from the character in X. If she's always a killer, but I'm still going to go in and watch. I'm definitely going to watch it as well. Yeah, and then the the third one they announced takes place in the '80s. It's about uh about the the survivor of X. So it's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, number one for me is mentioned, and um, I this is a movie I liked as a kid, but wasn't really like a huge fan. But I've grown to like it a lot more as I got older, and I just think it's. It's one of the grittiest movies, a horror movies ever made. We mentioned a few times Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, uh, I think it's a masterpiece. It's it's genuinely 100%. scary. As soon as it opens and you hear oh, the, yeah. the the sounds, uh, and I love uh, so you something that they miss in a lot of a lot of the sequels um, to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, especially the more modern ones, is the family dynamic. Oh, without because a doubt. They really fixate on Leatherface, which Leatherface is cool, but he really can't exist without his family there. And he's he's not that interesting by himself. You need and I also think that there's layers. So you have the cook who is a is a dark guy and crazy, but he, he can hide in, in, in real life. He he can have a job, he, you know. Oh yeah. Then you've got the the hitchhiker who who can get into the w- real world, but like everyone knows, like he just got <laughs> stay away from that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have you have Leatherface who can't even like be seen. He's got to be hidden in the shadows because <laughs> like he, you know, he's just going to scare everyone and kill everybody. And then the, the other two bully him. You know, they kind of manipulate him to be the killer. And then you've got the, the craziness of the grandfather and, and the corpse of the grandmother. There's a, it's just a wild movie and some of the best um, scenery ever in a film. Like the house just looks so great. All the bone furniture and stuff. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah. That's 
high praise. I like it. All right. All right. My number one has not been mentioned. And I'm guessing when you talk slashers, there might be something to be said for body count. Okay. Where in this movie West or something. Yeah, it is. You've got me on that one. Five goes West. <laughs> yes, doesn't actually have any killing in it, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, there's only one on screen. No, I guess there's two on screen deaths and one actual like bloody murder. And it's the oldest of all the movies we've listed here. It's Psycho. Uh, I knew oh, it. I, I knew it. See, this is probably my favorite horror movie ever made. It's got to be up there. I know. One of your favorite all-time movies. That's why I, fi- I figured that you would have Psycho as your number one. Well, I have But I could it. see it not technically being a slasher. Right. I can understand that. Right. I could, you know. That's why I have it in my, and I even have a little note next to it. To ask, is Psycho a slasher movie? All right. In my mind, it is. And it's the number one slasher. You know what? I, I think it could be. I agree. I'll, I'll give it's it a good choice. choice. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, what can you say about Psycho? One of the best movies ever made of yeah. any genre. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, I do need to show this since I mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's one of... Uh, my proudest moments, and it's also bittersweet because oh. I hosted the panel at uh, Days of the Dead, and it was the last time that all three were together, John Dugan, Marilyn Burns, and Gutter Hansen. So it's a great oh, experience, but yeah. it's also uh, bittersweet, as I said. All three wonderful people. Psycho, what can you say? It's fantastic. It's true. It's, uh, it almost made my list, but there were just a bunch of others that I thought better qualified uh, from my opinion right was, not necessarily yeah, that they're better but yeah, they yeah the exactly thing. and you know you could really make an argument for psycho 2 because it's probably more of a slasher and i, I don't it's think very it's true i really enjoy psycho 2 so i don't do it's I. not compared oh, yeah. to psycho it's much down the line, but it's a very good movie but you're right it would be more of a slasher than yeah. psycho yeah along those lines even though i'm not a big fan of it but i did think you could put jaws 2 on a slasher film because Jaws <laughs> 2, the setup is really a, it's, it's the model of a slasher film, but it just is about a shark. Well, three might be that way too. Cause doesn't it chase them down to like, <laughs> well, I think that's Bermuda four. or something that's or four. four oh, is that the one? One. They, they all blend together after the first one. The, the first one, one is, then a uh, bunch of crazy bullshit. Yeah. The third one is SeaWorld. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's right, because they crack it open or something. That's a big 3D effect in that. Uh, any honorable mentions that we did not mention? Mm. The Black see. Christmas. Ooh, that's... Oh, good choice. When a Stranger Calls. Uh, prom Night. Oh, Prom, prom Night was on my list, too, yeah. as far as honorables. I've got Alone in the Dark. Oh, Again, Taurus Trap really is a really good movie and, and Ooh, came close yeah. as well. Uh, not technically a good movie, but it is enjoyable and it <laughs> has kills. Blood Feast. Oh, I love Blood, Blood Feast. Feast. You got to love Blood Feast. Yep. Have yep. you ever had an Egyptian? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Fuad Ramsey. Yeah. Fuad Ramsey is on my top hat that I wear on occasion. It's one of the characters. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, a lot of Funny people watch games. one character they don't know. Who? Funny Games was Funny also games? Uh, right. on my, which was I a had, very um, unique take on. Like Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Which oh, that's is, a good one, too. You know, like a, a mockumentary take on, on the slasher genre. I really think is a good film. Uh, Madman with Madman Mars, I think. is. Oh, really yeah. Fun. And a great, if we were just doing straight, just the actual slashers themselves, I would probably. We might have to do another one just for slashers. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the actual characters. The individual slashers. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I think that would be a fun one. One of the more recent ones that I thought was real original, but it might be a little more um supernatural than slasher is unfriended hmm. oh, i don't know I, if you guys saw that one uh, i did not it's about the internet yeah yeah it was kind that. of a clever movie because they made it during the pandemic so like the people weren't actually all together yeah. so i thought it was a pretty pretty clever movie yeah i had malignant on here too because i think it's a great modern uh horror movie and it uh, has a very 80s feel to it and but I don't know it's if he's a slash or not. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of I you know, there's a lot of kills and stuff. So and I also want to give an honorable mention to uh end zone two, but unfortunately nice. only the first 60 minutes remain. So I didn't know if it could make the list. But our restoration of the film and the um and the documentary will be playing uh, the once a future smash at some uh, upcoming festivals. Is there any others, uh, Justin or Troy? I think those were good lists. Yeah, I think. Uh, think the, and then Candyman, the the oh, remake, the, new there, yeah. the newest one. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it too. All right, well, it was very good. Yeah, so thank was, you guys. That was, that was so much yeah. fun. Thank you for having me again as well. Yeah. So the Justin, print- you're like a member of the family now. Of course. Yeah. We're always happy to see you. The original happy to see you all as well. Was next month I was going to do Vampire Month, but the problem is I don't know how many shows I'm going to, I'm going to be around for. Yeah, October's kind of cram jammed, yeah. I know. So I'm thinking maybe we'll we'll move up, we'll move that into November or something. But we'll we'll do an upcoming Vampire Month at some point, and we'll that will include our vampire list. There maybe we'll oh, yeah, combine we'll... October and November. I don't know. We'll figure it. Yeah, Halloween should last another month, I think. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Two months. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Well, gents, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, great to see you all again, as always. And uh, ah, nope, I have some cast to attend to. Sorry. So, right, uh, I was just going to do the same thing. I got a couple <laughs> rambling around here. Kathy Zamora in the chat um, says, I'll mention to happy birthday to me from 1981. Oh, there you go. That's At another. I thought she was saying happy birthday to her. That she's oh, all right. Well, happy <laughs> birthday, Kathy. Yeah. But I realized what she's saying. Now. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back. Right. Good night. Great seeing y'all. Have a good night. Bye bye. Looking good, Justin. Looking good, Thank Troy. You. I'll see you. So wave off the